Hey guys, Professor Dex here with another episode of What to Do with a Kinesiology Degree. Today we sit down and chat with Mike, who directs the corporate wellness for a big biotech company. We run into a little bit of technical issues, but we kind of manage to smooth it out. But tune in as we discuss how he started as a personal trainer and then made the transition to the booming field of corporate wellness and how this could be a great career for you. Yay! Hey Mike, you there? Hey, awesome, man. Good time to hang out with us uh, and talk a little bit about what you're doing with your kinesiology degree. You know, you have an awesome background going kind of from personal training then to corporate wellness. It's a field that's booming now that, you know, a lot of us don't really necessarily think about. So thanks for so much for taking the time to hang out and talk with us. Yeah, of course, of course. So, you know, I kind of alluded a little bit to some of the things you've done, but Give us a little bit, what's your background, where you started, um, and kind of where you're at now today? So I became a personal trainer. I declared my kinesiology degree when I was a freshman at Point Loma Nazarene. Um, Definitely went in thinking that I was going to go um, physical therapy, but as I progressed through my undergrad, things kind of changed, new industries popped up, um, and so I, I... or I uh, tailored that a bit so that I would, I would go off in uh, that direction. But I received my personal training credential when I was a sophomore at Point Loma. Um, it was through the American Council on Exercise, through ACE. And I received that because um, it seemed just directly, obviously, related to uh, kinesiology, movement science. And it was something that was um, – beneficial to help me actually apply what I was uh, going to start um, doing in in my career. And uh, I got a job that summer as a personal trainer, but for a private client, I just went out and did um, my own uh, kind of set up my own thing, which is a definite benefit to being certified as a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. But then school started back up. Uh, It was a little bit challenging for me to focus on both studies and um, my uh, my work. So I didn't work as a personal trainer my junior year, and then my senior year rolled around, and I experimented with another certification through the International Society of Sports Nutrition. Um, I wanted to add a nutrition certification because as you start looking at personal training certifications, if that's a path you want to take, you realize that there's a lot of uh, red tape as far as what you can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. And it tends to be a little frustrating when you are a student of kinesiology and we take nutrition courses, we take these courses and we have the knowledge and we're eager to share. And it can be a bit frustrating knowing that, oh, I can't share this knowledge because I'm not a certified nutritionist or I can't share this knowledge because I'm not certified in this, that, or the other. So there, there are some hoops that you have to hop through, um, but being certified as a sports nutritionist, uh, that was my senior year, and that's a certification that you can either take with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology or if you are a senior in a kinesiology um, degree and you prove your, uh, your class standing, you can take it your senior year. 
And that's a very good um, certification because it really opened a lot of doors for me and allowed me to have more flexibility um, as a as a trainer. Yeah. And, and then, of course, after – sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just saying, like, what's super cool is, you know, for a personal training certification, it the qualifications are 18 years of age, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, I'm yep. thinking, like, I wish that was something that I did because really it's – really fundamental and basic principles that, you know, if I learned when I was 18 or someone learns when they're 18, they can now apply some of those concepts and might even be a little bit more prepared as they hit some, some of those kinesiology classes. And then, you know, as you get to the senior year, there's a little bit more intense certifications. Again, you mentioned your nutritionist one. I know the CSCS um, from the NSCA, you can sit for that your senior year as well but you don't receive those certifications until you show that you have a four-year degree. So a little bit more rigor there, um, but you can get your personal training certification, you know, 18 years old, start working and have that base knowledge as you go through your education. I think what's helpful is, is you can almost imagine it as, as sort of a lab, but you're getting paid to <laughs> do a lab. Yeah. Because basically what you're doing is you're taking all of the knowledge that, that you're learning in your, in your core classes and applying that. So you get to apply it and you get to apply it on a personal <laughs> level, one-on-one or in a group setting. And through that, you, you learn and kind of solidify, like you said, those, those fundamental aspects of kinesiology, mm-hmm. but you also get paid for it. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's basically a paid for uh, you know, lab for you to hone your skills and yeah, prepare for those upper division courses or whatever your, uh, your future career path may be. Yeah. And so then, you know, you go from finish up that certification. So now jump, jump to us. Where, where'd you go from there? So after, uh, after I graduated, I um, went into the <laughs> master's of science in kinesiology program at Point Loma as well. And that was the majority of classes were at night uh, Mm -hmm. for that program. And that tends to be the case for a majority of these accelerated master's programs in kinesiology these days. And for working professionals, they're designed for you to have um, a a job of of some sort. And I received a job as a personal trainer at the YMCA. And I actually had received that just by – um, having my bachelor's degree in kinesiology. So if you ever are looking around on uh, job application websites for personal trainers, almost ex- will always say uh, four-year degree in kinesiology or certification as a personal trainer. Mm. So um, it, it definitely is useful to have the certification, but if you get to your senior year and you have not been certified and you graduate and have that, uh, there isn't a uh, overwhelming need to go ahead and get certified because your four-year degree is going to count for um, that certification. And, a- and actually, so I became yeah, a trainer. So to add on to that, you remember Corey, right? It was really yeah. funny. I was talking to him the other day and he said, yeah, I applied for a position. I think it was just at like crunch or something like that. And it was me versus another guy that, you know, was a little bit older than him, but had a certified personal training certification, but no four-year degree. And they hired Corey who didn't have who just had his kinesiology degree and not his CPT. Um, so it's really interesting to hear you say that and kind of see it lived out through him as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a, 
a lot of people can get through the personal training certification program. I think they estimate around three months mm-hmm. um, of, of you studying. So, you know, just taking that as three months uh, and then an exam, is that worth as much as a four-year degree? Obviously, the four-year degree, you have a much more robust understanding of things as you're going into it. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but keep going. It's all great stuff. Um, after, so after worked at the YMCA for uh, about a year, and uh, what was a really fun part of working at the um, at the YMCA was that I was able to use my my education um, to set up kind of informative educational. Uh, outreach programs that were free classes to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that went over really well <laughs> with uh, the personal training manager there. They just, uh, they kind of welcomed that we had the four-year degree and uh, myself and the other people who, who had the, the degree wanted to share a little bit more knowledge than we got to share in our condensed personal training sessions. Mm-hmm. And so we set up an educational outreach program where we would lead people through uh, just kind of talks on things like fit after 50 or healthy nutrition. So it let us share a little bit more um, than, uh, than we got to do in that um, program. So after that, I am transferred into what my position is now. And my position now is with a company called Exos. They're pretty well known for their internship program and their uh, athletic training um, as far as training, uh, training athletes and mm-hmm. their performance side, but they've also recently branched into corporate wellness. And so I work at a company, the parent company is Thermo Fisher Scientific. It's a large biotech company and Exos manages the gym that's inside of Thermo Fisher Scientific. So I run, um, along with one other person, the daily operations of this, uh, fitness center. Mm-hmm. And we get to do programs for uh, generally reducing prevalence of injury and disease in the uh, population that is here, the employee population. Mm-hmm. And we get to do basically all the same things you would do at a big box gym, uh, like a 24-hour fitness, except it's catered specifically to employees of this company. And they do pay into it um, and get to use the gym just like they would use any other gym, except there's a little bit more hands-on and tailored approaches to uh, what they, um, what they receive. Cool. And, and so why did you, so you went from personal training and so why did you choose this route, kind of this corporate wellness route? So like you said, corporate wellness is, is just such a huge and, and exploding field. Um, and really that, that's because I, I kind of look at it as, you all remember everybody was super kind of excited for recycling and solar power and these green initiatives. And it was uh, the new and and cool thing if your company was considered quote unquote green. And that would attract uh, a certain demographic of people Mm -hmm. who would say, yeah, I want to work for a, for a green company for someone who's focused on sustainability. Well, now that's pretty prevalent amongst all companies. It's kind of a a written rule, you know, you need to recycle, you need to have (laughs) sustainable uh, solutions. And so now the kind of new and uh, and interesting initiative that's attracting people is, is there a solution for health at your company? So do you actually, as a company, care about 
my personal health as an employee. Mm. Um, and that's where corporate wellness is starting to take over. And companies are realizing that they want to retain high-level employees. And in order to retain high-level and highly skilled employees, they need to make sure that those employees are healthy mm -hmm. and that they reduce absenteeism. The companies across the world, they lose a ton of money when their workers can't come into work because they are sick or they have a chronic disease like diabetes or they are obese or they're smokers and they have a myriad of illnesses. So instead of relying on them to just fix those problems on their own, mm -hmm. companies say, why can't we just pay into a solution and create something where we can address that specifically for the population? Mm -hmm. Corporate wellness is it takes a lot of different uh, shapes right now. It's not very, it's not like the green initiatives that are, you know, one size fits all. Um, they're still going through some, some very different manifestations in the corporate world. Um, for example, my particular corporate wellness program uh, runs the fitness center, but sometimes a company won't even have a fitness center and they'll hire you as a corporate wellness professional to uh, basically sit um, at a desk and, and construct programs that then go out either through electronic transmission or you actually go deliver them uh, and they go to the employee population. So it, it may not even be a, a gym setting. You could very well have, have your own office or something like that where you are uh, doing more administrative work running corporate wellness programs. So it takes a, a lot of different sizes and shapes right now, but it's a booming field. And uh, it's definitely kind of the thing to do right now as far as uh, um, careers outside of the physician's assistant, physical therapist, and athletic trainer. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that's all really awesome. And so when, you know, when students are trying to figure out, you know, what, what do I do with the rest of my life? Um, not sure what to do. Um, a big, a big thing for when we're finding a career is, you know, what's that work life balance kind of look like? I know right now yours is a little crazy balancing PhD, teaching at, um, a local community college, working for Exos and everything like that. So I'm sure, you know, work life balance, crazy. <laughs> right? We love crazy, but you know, kind of compare and contrast what was, you know, maybe work-life balance a little bit, like what could people expect as like a personal trainer and what could they expect, you know, kind of your position that you have now? Um, so I, I definitely always about uh, the aspect of personal training. So mm -hmm. if you are somebody who you really, you know, you are, you are a hustler, you love to just grind day after day and you love maybe kind of going, different schedules and you're not someone who really thrives in a typical nine to five type environment, personal training mm -hmm. is, is definitely full of, of hustle. To be able to be a career personal trainer, you need to be able to contract yourself out to multiple facilities. Um, that just maximizes your visibility and maximizes the amount of clients and it makes sure that your time is, is actually valuable. So the people who I know who are career personal trainers, they'll do some group exercise classes at certain facilities, and then they'll have a, a few clients maybe down the road at another facility, and then they'll have a few clients at, at other places. For example, at the YMCA, uh, 
because each member who uh, is a member of the YMCA can get access to any YMCA in the association. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have clients that say, you know, hey, I met you here, but I really, this one is a lot closer to my house. Is there any chance that you could go there? Mm -hmm. And at that point, you are deciding between obviously yes or no. And the no means you lose that client. You use, you lose that source of income. Yeah. So you need to be willing. You might have a client. You know, I want to purchase 15 sessions. When that 15 is up, I want to purchase another. Hey, Mike, I don't know where you're at, man. Our connection keeps getting disrupted. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I don't know. I don't know what keeps happening, but guys, I think Dr. Deckheimer is just trying to get me to shut up. <laughs> I'm quite a long-winded talker. So my last question, so that way I can get you off this phone call right now. Um, what What's your advice or any tips for students as they pursue their kinesiology degree? Out to people like Dr. Dexheimer, I'd reach out to him and make friends, make acquaintances with your faculty members so that you can actually learn their path, learn what they do, and especially learn who they know. Get in contact with people that they have professional networks with. That is the single most like, perfect piece of, of skill to learn is how to network effectively, how to speak, how to be comfortable talking with professionals in the field. Because every single job, doesn't matter the industry, that I've ever talked with someone, how they've heard about the job or received the job, they always, they know somebody or they're able to know somebody through somebody. That could be you're landing a solid career job right out of your, um, right out of your undergrad or getting a really awesome internship. So it's much easier to go through those connections that your faculty can provide you and learn from them than it is to venture out on your own and approach people without any other uh, um, ability or, uh, or, or prior connection to that person. Everything that I've been exposed to as far as job opportunities have come somehow from speaking with, uh, with my professors. Cool, man. Well, Mike, I appreciate you dealing with some of our technical difficulties and taking the time to sit down and uh, talk with talking with us today. Um, so have a great day, man. I really appreciate it. Anything else? You good? I I think I'm all good. All right, you're all out of breath. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I am. I'm pa I'm pacing back and forth in my office because I get so amped up. That's probably why our connection went back and forth. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. All right, man. Talk to you later. Bye. You, all right. Bye. Hey, we lost our connection, so I'll just edit this right on in. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you're talking no about worries. that's what happens when you know we're, we're using the app on the phone. We sometimes someone doesn't have good service. It it drops, but it's all good. You were talking about though. Um, you had a client that comes up to you said, "Hey, I met you one place, but this place is close from my home. You know, do you lose that client or not?" Right. Yeah, so you just need to be you need to be tenacious if you want to be a career personal trainer and you need to be willing to get up, get after it at 6 a.m., but also come in for that at night client um, because you need to be the type of person that shows you're willing. But then you also, obviously, you need to take care of yourself. You need to know 
you know, maybe I can't do uh, early in the morning and late at night. Maybe I do need to give my colleague that client and, you know, be confident in my abilities and know that another client's going to come my way. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there is, n- there is typically not a set schedule for a career personal trainer. You're doing a lot of over here, over here, established enough that you can kind of then dictate your, your hours and say, I am available at this time, this time, this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, converse because I um, I, I have a set schedule seven everyday schedule that has me um, allows me to partition out PhD work and other things at, at appropriate times and not having to you know one day be completely full and another day not have anything so stability as far as a personal trainer, if you are a full trainer and you're not doing any sort of uh, floor shifts or anything like that, um, stability is going to come and go. You're going to spike like crazy at the beginning of the summer because everyone the summer. Um, you're going to start to kind of taper off towards the winter when people are really feeling like going outside and not really feeling like doing things. Um, but but there is slow definitely. Uh, and then, of course, the the stability of corporate wellness is that the company is always there. Mm-hmm. But on the same side, if the company, uh, as the parent company, decides that they need to trim the budget a bit or they go into a little bit of financial trouble, uh, it is typical to see the corporate wellness programs uh, begin to either shrink or disappear entirely. So every job is like <coughs> that, though. Every job has potentials in instability and potential stability. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that those, those people who have the hustler mentality who can really get after it, you're going to absolutely love career personal training because it's exciting and there is constant, you know, one day you might have 10 people and another day, another week you might have five people. So there's constant uh, incentive to just continuously go, go, go. And then for those of you that want that kind of stability and set schedule, corporate wellness is an excellent way to do the exact same thing in a more uh, set schedule. Cool. So that's, that's awesome. That gives a great description in terms of, you know, the difference between the two. And really, I mean, with personal training, you're the master of your own fate. You know, if you hustle, you're going to make money. If you don't hustle, probably not going to make much money. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So Absolutely. Lo- yeah, the last couple of questions I kind of have. So how has your faith kind of impacted you within your profession? You know, you're in kind of a servanthood type of profession. So, you know, how, I know you're a man of faith. How has that kind of impacted you and your daily life and job? I, I definitely think that um, I, I had, being in this profession, we are all about the human body and Seeing the human body work in all the ways that that I get to see it work and all the different aspects, whether it's a uh, group exercise class or it's a personal training client or I'm just out and about doing stretch breaks for for different employees, I'm seeing the body move in all these different ways and we're helping it move more efficiently. Mm -hmm. And by helping it move more efficiently, you're contributing to making God's people more healthy and and a healthier person is able to worship and and serve 
the Lord in that much greater capacity. So as in our field, we, we actually have a, a large responsibility to not only lead a healthy lifestyle ourselves that is 24-7 around the clock to be these, uh, these leaders in the field, but to also make the uh, kingdom of God, the people of God, more healthy and more receptive to uh, going out and doing what they do personally and making those people um, healthier and, and more efficient at, at worshiping God. I think that the, a, a lot of times as we kind of get further into our, uh, our sciences and, and things like that, sometimes we can, uh, we can lose sight and we can, we can get mixed messages. But I had a professor in my um, undergrad, exercise physiology professor, and he said something to our class that, that has stuck with me um, absolutely to this day. And as you go through, if you haven't already been through exercise physiology, you'll learn about uh, ATP synthase. And if you're ever, I think, in a position where you're starting to um, not understand or fully comprehend God's design of the human body, synthase is a machine that helps create ATP in the body. And if you look at this machine, it is exactly that. It is a machine in our, in our bodies that helps us produce the energy we need to do anything. And that machine is, if you look at it from a biochemistry standpoint, operates at almost 100% efficiency. No other machine, man-made or in nature, operates with the efficiency that that ATP synthase operates with. And I think that is so just absolutely evident of, of God's design. And you get to see that in action every day as a personal trainer or an etiology professor. You get to see this human body, this intelligent design. Hey guys, Professor Dex here with another episode of What to Do with a Kinesiology Degree. Today we sit down and chat with Mike, who directs the corporate wellness for a big biotech company. We run into a little bit of technical issues, but we kind of managed to smooth it out. But tune in as we discuss how he started as a personal trainer and then made the transition to the booming field of corporate wellness and how this could be a great career for you. Hey guys, Professor Dex here with another episode of What to Do with a Kinesiology Degree. Today we sit down and chat with Mike, who directs the corporate wellness for a big biotech company. We run into a little bit of technical issues, but we kind of managed to smooth it out. But tune in as we discuss how he started as a personal trainer and then made the transition to the booming field of corporate wellness and how this could be a great career for you.